in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Uh, for having such a boring week, I have a lot to talk about. Oh, really? Good. Yeah, but you go You go first. I don't I don't have tons to talk about. In fact, the first like thing that I wrote down, like, oh, I should run this by Joe. It's not even my story. It's like <laughs> a story about somebody else. But anyway. It's an episode of The Good Wife that you watched. <laughs> but you tell it like it's your friends. You're like, oh my god! And then her husband cheated on her. <laughs> or Joe, this I I'm straight up stealing this sto- this joke from you. And then I was like, and my friend came to me and he was like, I found a dead body, but we have to walk <laughs> along the train tracks for a while to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if they're just all old movie things? Like, oh my god, Joe, did you hear this story about this? Uh, these three guys, they were living in an apartment, and some woman just came and dropped off a baby, and they didn't know how to raise the baby, and and all kinds of things happened. They didn't know how to yeah. change her diaper. It was really weird. We almost lost our house to foreclosure, but we found this treasure map where uh, One-Eyed <laughs> Willie had some treasure. Yeah, Joe, it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, and then my dad came back from a business trip, and he brought me this cute animal, but I wasn't allowed to feed him after midnight. <laughs> They all have to be 80s movies, though, yeah, apparently. All early 80s movies. <laughs> so, uh, last Friday, Joey, I went to uh, the Castro and did. we had a gay old time. Um, it was good. But before we kind of, like, went out, I took the train over um, with this friend. And I think you and I might have differing opinions. I'm not sure. So, I'm kind of going to run this story by you and see see what you would do in his situation. So, my friend, I, my friend and I are on the train. And my friend, we can call him, um, I don't want to use his real name, so let's just call him Rod Kyle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people at home who don't listen are like, no one would ever have a name like that. That's such a made-up name. <laughs> let's, let's just call him Matthew. So Matthew is my age, and he is versatile, but he tends to bottom more than top. So if you're not gay, versatile means you like to fuck and get fucked or pitch and bat or whatever. Yeah. Pitch and catch. So he's on Grinder, and this, like, really young 18-year-old hits him up. Like, just – because I live near a really big university, and so there's a lot of, like, incoming freshmen, right? So this, like, really young 18-year-old hits him up on Grinder and wants Matthew to fuck him. Okay. Okay? So they end up chatting for, like, a week or two, and – uh, it turns out a week out that, or two before this happens. Yeah, well, <laughs> scheduling stuff. What is it? But, uh, my friends. Did they also, have to court him too? Did they have to like? Did they have to like sit in his in the veranda and they like wave fans and taste their aunt's new pickles that she just made? Like this is like yeah. is this like antebellum South? Well, my friend is like really unsure if he wants to do it. The eighteen-year-old is really hot, so why not? What? But they, the Mike, 18- I have big news for you before you even go on with this story. Big news. You've officially lost the title of worst gay guy Thank you. ever. <laughs> but the 18-year-old is a virgin, okay? So that's kind of like a small little red flag. Yeah, like if you want to like just have a good time, like do you want an 18-year-old virgin? It's not like I Real live... life or porn? Jo- Joey, it's not like I live in like the middle of Oklahoma where there's like three gay guys so you'll take whatever you can get take whatever I, you can get an 18 year old twinkie virgin in the nearby college who wants you to fuck him that's like manna from heaven what are you talking about but the 18 year old also is dropping other red flags he's like saying things like oh it'll be really nice to sleep next to somebody 
which is kind of like uh-huh. mm, we're just gonna have sex like, yeah yeah but you deal with that later um he also said at one point like you're the only reason that i have grinder on my phone anymore because uh-huh. i'm like done with everybody else uh-huh. I don't, it just sounds red flaggy to me. Yeah, so, it's red, yeah, it's red flaggy if you want to have a relationship with this person, but you just, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Or you know what? But Is you it don't... Wham, bam, thank you, Sam, for gay guys? That's funny. Uh, do, don't you think, though, that, like, if you just want to have one-timer, you want a fret, like a ver- person who's never had sex before? First of all, that's already more complicated than it needs to be. But then someone that you have to, like, beg to leave later and someone that like will keep no you don't beg to leave you go to his place you fuck him in his yeah in the in the door (laughs) you knock on the door (laughs) you knock on the door like yeah and you're like yeah i'm looking for sam and they're like he's "Um, not here so you you just write a message on the whiteboard (laughs) he's at the commons eating dinner he'll be back any second and you're like oh uh all right and then he comes up, he, and he's wearing, what if he's like a 1920s college kid? He has like the big beaver coat and a little flag. And he walks <laughs> up and and he's like, oh, hi. And you're like, yeah. And then, you, but then you did, but the point is you don't, you know, you don't do it in your place. You do it at his place. And you're like, oh, and then you come, right? Yeah. You finish. And then you're like, oh man, you know, uh, I have this report due in the morning. I got to go. I and don't before, think I would do it. I really don't think I would okay. do it. I also subscribe Big news, to... you officially have the title back. <laughs> I also subscribe to the Dan Savage campground rule. Are you familiar with this? Like, if you think you can camp overnight and the, leave the campground the next morning in a better state than when you found it, then you can do it. So, like, if you think you're going to, like, fuck this kid up a little bit, not physically, but, like, mentally, this is going to put him through it. Maybe you shouldn't do it. I don't know. But, Joey, I have an instant update. So, I'm the worst gay guy ever because... Well, you never fit... We see you're in the train, and this guy was on the grinder with this guy. It took two two weeks, man. Two weeks is like... Like, they, they write stories about... Like, the president writes you a letter because you've been together so long in grinder gay world. <laughs> so, um, schedules line up. He's a better gay guy than I am, apparently, because he invites this little child over to his house... And uh, they hang out a little bit in the, like, kitchen, but then it gets to a point where, like, obviously they're going to do sex, okay? So the kid is, like, just hearing the story, like, sounds awful. But the kid is, like, so concerned that it's going to hurt and won't stop talking about that. So my buddy suggested that the 18-year-old do some poppers. Okay. So he opens the bedside drawer, he pulls out a bottle of poppers, and he gives it to the kid. Mm-hmm. And he turns his back, he says, for like a millisecond. And the kid drank it. The kid fucking drank the poppers, no. Joey. Oh my god, I was making a <laughs> joke. <gasps> he drank the poppers. So the kid's- Okay, wait, hold on. For those of you who aren't in the gay world, uh, poppers come in this little bottle, and what they are is... um. It's like old a, VCR cleaning fluid is what it is. That's how they sell it is it's VCR cleaning What's fluid. What's what it used to be, which is how do people discover that? How do people go like, I'm going to get this cleaning fluid. I'm going to sniff it to make my ass loose. But um, a lot of gay guys use them. It's like a big drug in the gay community, particularly bottoms. I've never used it, but I guess it loosens everything up, right? Yeah. It's and you're supposed, supposed to, like to sniff it. You're supposed calm to sniff you down it. a little bit, yeah. right? It comes like a little bottle and you're supposed to sniff it sounds awful um i've done it once but not for sex i was just at a party and i was like i've never done poppers in fact i've never even seen them and some guy like produced a bottle and he was like here you go Mm -hmm. it was stupid but anyway so the guy fucking drinks them he spits and he starts crying i told you i win red flags all over the place now you have a crying 18 year old who's been well then yeah now you leave that's when you go like, all right, you know, oh, I got to report. It's at his house. It's at his house. Oh. So they end up like Googling what to do. They don't How have do you sex. Google that? How do you Google like, hmm, uh, drink let's see. Poison. Drink plus, <laughs> drink plus sign VCR cleaning fluid plus first time bottom. <laughs> Plus, he's in my house. How do I make him leave? He's like, let me Google this, right? And he's yeah. Googling. The 18-year-old walks up, and he's like, why did you Google how to have sex with a poisoned person? <laughs> <laughs> how, so, why did you have sex with some well, – yeah. Is it illegal to have sex with a person who's about to die? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the kid leaves, um, and basically my friend, did I call him Matthew or Mark? Matthew. My friend Matthew is done with him forever. Um, he said it was just, like, way too complicated. Well, that's, I well, I mean, that's sort of the, the trick with 18-year-olds. No matter what happened, even if everything went smoothly, it's going to be complicated. It's just yeah. going to be complicated. Uh, that's... That's what that comes with the territory when you uh, have sex with the teens, even if they're legal. Yeah, totally legal, but very complicated. How about you? What's up in L.A.? Oh, Mike. So last week, my friend Melissa McQueen calls me and she says, hey, I I don't know why she brings this up, but she says, I'm going to be on this podcast called Homeo and Juliet. And a friend of mine, Patrick Keene, friend of the show, uh had been on the podcast, I'd heard it earlier, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to go with you, I want to meet them, mm-hmm. okay, and she goes, why don't you just go on the show, and I, and I really did say, look, I don't need to go on the show, uh, I, I don't need that, but uh, no, but McQueen talked to them, and they said, no, have him be a guest on the show, so I agreed to do it, so McQueen oh. calls me a couple days later, and she says, hey, Mary Patterson Broom, one of the hosts of the show, uh, she likes to bake, and so whenever they have a guest, she baked something for them. She wanted to make sure you had no food allergies. Well, I have no food allergies. So I said, but you know what? Because I like to bake, in ex- you know, in exchange, I'm going to bake something. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, great. Everything's scheduled. And so on Friday, I made, because I figured Mary Patterson Broom would probably be uh, baking something sweet. I baked something savory. I baked um, a beer batter, smoked Gouda, bacon cheese bread. Okay. Yum. I know, but I couldn't have any because of the stupid losing weight thing. Uh-huh. So I don't know what it tasted like. I have a hint of what it tasted like, though. I'll tell you in a second. So anyway, I baked this bread. I get it out of the oven. It's gorgeous when it comes out of the oven. It looks like, a f- like food porn, like you would take a picture of it. But I have to rush out. So I put it on a cooling rack. And uh, I run off to my car. But I'm leaving on time. Everything's good. But I need to get gas. I stop to get gas. I put gas. Why, when I'm about to leave, as I'm pulling away, the person behind me who's taking my spot, an old lady, crashes into my car? <gasps> no. Really? Yes. Did she crash hard? Or no, like not hard. Or scraped up your bumper? Not hard. Well, hold on. So I get out of the car, and she's super upset and apologetic. And when I just glance at my bumper, it looks fine, right? Yeah, did you, like, put weight on it to, like, see if it was still attached? Oh, no, I didn't do that. But I I know it's still attached. I, I've dealt with it since. Okay. I was more upset that when she did, the beer battered no, cheese bread... fell to the floor. It didn't fall to the floor. It fell against my bag, but because it was hot, it broke in half. Okay. So it just broke. The whole thing just fell apart, right? And I was like, ugh. Cut to. So now I'm driving over to Hollywood. This is where they are. And I call, well, McQueen calls me about a quarter to four. We're supposed to tape at four. And she says, hi, uh, where are you? And I'm like, look, my Waze, the app I use, says I'm going to be like five minutes late. Says I'm going to be there at 4.05. And she's like, uh, okay, um, they tape at four. Well, they can't wait five minutes? They can't, five minutes? What, are they live? And she goes, no, but they tape at four. I go, are you there? And she's like, yes. Like, it sounds like she's hostage. You know, like when you're somewhere, you know, you're, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, she's and, not saying everything she wants to say. Yeah. But she's trying to say things without saying them. Yeah, so I'm like, so on the after that phone call, I'm like, oh god, these guys are the biggest assholes. I'm gonna get there. It's gonna be awkward. They're probably super pissed at me. Gonna be five minutes late, you know? Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I get there. McQueen and Mary Patterson Broom are waiting outside for because they have to give me a parking permit to park in that street. Mm-hmm. Uh, she couldn't be more lovely. Couldn't be nicer. Totally understood. Yeah. So we go into the apartment. I don't know what McQueen's problem was. That was so weird. So we get in there and Jason's there. He's set up uh, for the podcast. Super nice guy, you know, 
And uh, maybe within a couple minutes of getting there, we start the podcast. Now, here's the thing, Mike. You and I do a podcast, but I hate to spoil the illusion for anybody. Mike and I are not in the same room. <laughs> uh-huh. It's kind of implied at the beginning of every yeah. episode, I thought. But yeah. you all, you know what people are surprised by, though? That we don't look at each other. We're right. not we're not on Skype looking at each other. We speak on Skype, but we're not on Skype looking at each the other. The techni- technology exists where we could video chat with each other easily. That would be really awful. Yeah, I'd hate it. Yeah, right now, I, right now I'm wearing like a gross shirt and uh, sitting in the dark. Yeah, you would, it, if you saw me, it would look like a monster. Was like you were talking to a literal monster. So anyway, and if you saw me, you would notice that I've really perfected the like over the top laugh while not even smiling. Like I'm so <laughs> not amused by you. <laughs> Yeah, you or you would see me drawing while you tell a story. You're like, why is Joe looking down and drawing pictures? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, but anyway, so we go there and there's a little card table set up in the middle of her apartment, and that's where all their equipment is. And so it's it's a, it's not a very big table. So McQueen and I, um, Melissa McQueen, but I call her McQueen. We're sitting, gosh, two feet from them. Right, and they start the podcast, and I've never seen this because the only time you and I ever perform in front of people, it's in Vegas, but we're on a stage. There's a production. There's a whole like platform and table, and you know, it's an audience. But it's really weird to sit two feet from somebody and watch them tape a conversation in front of you, and you're not participating. No conversation. No, you can't participate. That's not our part of the. That's not our segment. So they're talking about things and. In such an intimate setting, you would almost naturally want to participate. I know yeah. people who are friends of ours. I don't know if listeners do this, but I know people who are friends of ours have told me they find themselves talking to us. During an episode? Yeah, because they find they, they forget that they're not on a phone call or something. Yeah. So anyway, so there's that. So anyway, it's our turn now. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened, by the way. I've already heard the episode. Okay, so I want your thoughts, but yeah. here's one of the things is I speak a lot faster on that show because I've heard it than I do on here. Mm-hmm. Like I feel I'm mumbling a lot on there. And, uh, well, I but- think um, it just wasn't like a natural setting for you. Do you know what I mean? Like it was someone else's home, someone else's microphone, and they're pretty much strangers, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, th- I think that all makes sense that you're a so, little bit faster and a little bit more on than you are here. What did you uh, think about the episode? Well, I've listened to two episodes of this Homeo and Juliet podcast. It's good. So I listened to Mark Fry, who was before, and then I listened to you and Melissa on the the most recent one. Uh-huh. I love I love Melissa, and I really love the way that she like interacts with you. Like she lets you do your thing, but then like she'll just say one word and like get. I don't know. She's good. She's really good. Yeah, Melissa um, McQueen is very, very funny. What did you um, think of uh, – she did some impressions of uh, they celebrities. Were great. They were good. I mean, the Kathy Griffin was spot on. And then um, there was a um, – Joe, right when you started talking, though, talk about trying to make a great first impression. <laughs> like you go in and you're like, sit down, bitches. Here's what I got to say, motherfuckers. And they're like – um hi joe well then i told that story <laughs> what when the you... fuck was that about though you're like take a goddamn compliment <laughs> okay hold so on for people who don't listen so he told so jason told a story about what he doesn't know people notice about him first on his okay cupid profile so i told him your mouth and your hair and then he wanted specific comments about his mouth but I... when you say he wanted specific comments that's he's like that makes me think that he was like what do you uh be more specific give me more compliments joe but he wasn't he was like my mouth what does that mean yeah that's true like, it wasn't just weird take comment. a goddamn compliment <laughs> <laughs> and then it came out wrong but i was telling the story about carlos carlos legitimately didn't understand the name of the show but it sounded like i was insulting the name of the show right well it, i think that maybe they've received some maybe negative feedback about the name of the show too. So they maybe were initially very defensive about it when you even brought it up. Right. Yeah. Well, also what you guys can't see is like, I would say things sometimes like the name of the show thing. And I think the mouth thing. And there were a couple other moments where then they just like, I think I offended them. Like they looked at me like, who the fuck brought this asshole? You know, 
<laughs> but I think everything got smoothed out. So after we taped the show, we kind of finished a little after five. McQueen and I hung out and talked to them afterwards. Where again, I think I insulted them a bunch of times more. Like I thought, I started throwing shade at um. As I've mentioned on the show before, uh, for personal reasons, I do not like act uh, director right. No, he's not director. I don't like writer Lan- Dustin Lance Black. Okay, he goes by Lance, but that's his screen name. Okay, Dustin Lance Black. And so I started throwing shade at him in the conversation afterwards. And I think Jason was a little kind of like, oh, I, I really like him. And I was like, Ugh. right? That was a very McQueen thing that I just did right now. But yeah. what's what's funny is, um, so I, that was that. And, I, and then like I just sort of felt myself like talking way too much after the show. Like we were just talking. And I know McQueen feels after the same. After the show. I know. It kept going. <laughs> Finally, Mary Patterson. Felt like you talked too much during the show. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Mary Patterson Broom says, all right, guys. Well, um, I got <laughs> to go. And then Jason was like, yeah, I got to meet somebody. And so they kicked us out of the apartment. Not kicked us out. They're like, all right, it's time to go. And we left. And then. Of course, and M- Melissa McQueen shares this with me, is after any kind of experience, we go into a shame spiral. And uh-huh. so we just called each other and talked about how much they hated us and how awful we were, how awful we were as people and how they deserve to hate us and how they probably hate us. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true. Here's well, at a- least you didn't stand at the car and like talk about it and then realize like 30 minutes later that they still hadn't left the apartment. No, then, no, no, no. Jason walked to his car with uh, – he actually wanted to ride to his car, but uh, I was going in the opposite direction or something crazy. But uh, no, 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 no. But Melissa and I were like, okay, bye, everybody. Well, I'll see you later, Melissa. And then we immediately called each other. <laughs> immediately and talked about how they hated us because we're such awful people. What else is going on? Well, friend of the show, John Arts, uh, you know him. Yep. Um, people – might remember John Arts from such episodes as helping Joe find a long lost friend, which was like super oh, early when we started recording this. That's John Arts. Oh yeah, he's really yeah. nice. I like him. So he was in uh, San Francisco visiting, and we had agreed to do lunch on Sunday of this past weekend. Um, and we even went as far as like planning out the time, and he was going to stop by my house, and then we would go um, from my house to some place, and. Um, this was a couple weeks ago that we made solid plans, but they were certainly solid plans. So the week leading up to the lunch, I didn't hear from him, but I am just been overwhelmed with work, like totally underwater. Um, but we did have, oh, is that a joke? Because it's the big blue test. No. Oh, so we had solid plans. We had a time, we had a place and the place was my house. So I wasn't like (laughs) super. Wait, we made solid plans. I got reservations at this great place called My House. No, we were going to eat somewhere else, but oh. we were meeting at my house. So okay. I wasn't like super nervous, like, where should where should I meet you? Give me the exact address. You know what I mean? I wasn't anal. I was very relaxed. I wasn't my normal self. Did you do poppers? Was, Is that why you were so relaxed? <laughs> yeah, I drank them. Uh-huh. So um, I had a work event on Sunday morning, and I wa- I get home from the work event at about noon. And our plans were to meet at my house at 1. So I get home about noon, maybe a little bit after that, and John is standing outside of my house. And he's like, oh, I just text you. But I didn't get it, and whatever. So we go to lunch at this burger place in Berkeley. He's incredibly friendly. Um, He's, I mean, we've never spoken before. I've never really, like, even seen a picture of him. So it was kind of like... I've seen a picture because I feel when he helped me find Ralph... My long-lost childhood friend. I feel mm-hmm. there was a picture of him in the email. He has, like, his Google icon, but it's, like, small. I don't really know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, we had great conversation. He's incredibly friendly. And John has been listening to me tell stories since I was on Game Night, guys. Oh, God. So he's a bit, He's a, a, a fan of Brian Gregory. Um, Red that makes Brian sense. Gre- and then um, when Brian started doing Game Night Guys, he found that he found me there. Um, by the way, if you don't know, Game Night Guys is a podcast I used to do when I lived in Phoenix. They're still doing it. It's still great. GameNightGuys.com. Then John Art started listening to What Some Would Call Lies when I started doing that. 
um, what someone call lies dot com. And wow, and, he's a really dedicated fan if he stuck through what someone call lies. And then now he listens to catching up. So at at uh, cupodcast.com at lunch though face to face he like it was really kind of weird for me like he was a stranger even though we've talked for years like he's been emailing for years but like i've never been face to face with him so face to face at lunch he's still kind of a stranger you know so i kept catching myself or he would catch me telling stories that he already knew like, oh, I've been to this restaurant before. And then he's like, oh, that's the time that blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. You know everything about me because I overshare on the internet. So we're sitting there at lunch. And I had this delicious jalapeno burger with an egg on top of it. And um, he got a text message while we're sitting at the restaurant. And he looks down and he says, oh, you just texted me back. And I was like, no, I didn't. And then I realized, Joe, he's been texting the wrong number. So he shows me this text conversation. I'm using air quotes around the word conversation because he he didn't have the conversation with me, but it's a conversation he's had all week. So his text last week said something like, are we still on for lunch this Sunday? And then the imposter that owns the number he was texting texts back and said, yes, as long as you're paying. Oh, and I felt, wow. I, I felt so embarrassed that John would think that I would text such a thing to him. Yeah, I'll eat lunch with you as long as you buy. That's... I could see doing that, but then you immediately tell the person, like, oh, hey, I was kidding. LOL. Uh, yeah, you uh, had the wrong smiley number. Smiley face, winkly face. Oh, oh, you mean, like, if you, like, played back. Yeah, like, one time. like. So they did it for a whole week. This person did it for a whole week. Back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth. At one point, the fake Mike Lawson <laughs> said something like, um... Hey, just so you know, uh, my girlfriend's going to be here. Is it okay if she comes with us? And John is like, girlfriend? Okay. Thinking maybe I meant like a friend that's a girl. Oh. And so. The guy starts a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Just to go through with this. To get a free lunch. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, sitting there at lunch, we realized that we hadn't been um texting one another this whole time and that's why he was silent all week but like what a dickhead for thing for this person to do because if they just said hey you got the wrong number he could have emailed me i could have been more prepared when he showed up you know what i mean like yeah this would have been so much better well, um, well good on john for still showing up i might have been like what the fuck's going on i'm not gonna show up if this guy's oh no no he was responding yeah he got responses that's the weird oh thing. yeah uh, but we had a really great conversation. We talked a lot about you, Joe, which I know you. Oh, uh, I was, I was going to ask. That's the most important question. Oh, yeah. so I came up. Oh, yeah. And while we were in Berkeley, my buddy Steve um, was in downtown, and he ended up meeting Steve. up with us. <clears throat> he ended up meeting up with us. Have I met? At- have I heard of him before? I've never heard. I, I usually talk about most of your friends. Have I heard of him before? Yeah, we've talked about him a few times, Joe. You're being a dick. um so uh he met up with us with lunch and he hung out with um john too and i don't know he's just such a good guy it was a really good positive experience so do you think john arts if we were doing a catching up with catching up phone call uh for those of you who don't know mike and i used to have a contest and the winners got a phone call with mike and myself but we wouldn't record it we wouldn't record it and one of the final questions I would ask is whether it, talking to Mike Lawson on the phone was like talking to a celebrity. And without fail, they, oh, I think there were a couple of times where they said no, but almost without fail, they said yes. Would you think John Arts would say yes? No, he was like a normal person. I don't. People who say yes, people who say yes are just making fun of your stupid question. Nobody ever was like, yeah, Mike's a celebrity. Mike, and have really you seen it. the people in Vegas, the way they react around you? Nobody, shut up, Joey. You're being silly. For those of you who don't go to Vegas, when Mike is in Vegas, you would think Elvis got, <laughs> like, got to Vegas. Like They are just like, oh, my God, that's Mike Lawson. That's Mike Lawson. Yes, when he, like, they're hushed whispers as he goes through the casino floor. It's it's great. I I feel good for you. I'm glad that you have a celebrity that you that you are nurturing. What else is happening in LA? Well, I also got an invite from a friend who I don't want to name. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna call him Freddie. Call him Rod Kyle. <laughs> Rod Kyle invited me to his girlfriend's uh well he says my girlfriend's gonna be doing comedy. 
uh, in Los Angeles do you want to go? Right. Okay. So, um, friend, is a girlfriend like a a good comedian? Have you seen? I didn't before? even know she did comedy. So I was like, okay, but you know, I'm always willing to support people who are going to do. Was this do like it. an open mic night, or was this? Well, like- we're going to find out. Oh. So I, uh, you know, a friend of the show and all around crazy person, Cameron, wants to get into comedy. Okay. So uh, I figure, hey, I'll invite uh, Cameron. So Cameron says he'll go. And so we drive up to Los Angeles, like West L.A. And do we need to talk about how I get there? And I find out it's a one woman show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. She's doing a one woman show. So it's a theater. It's a little theater. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a tiny little theater, and it's uh, we buy our tickets, and I'm like, oh, great. And we get there, like, right before the show starts. So they sit, me and Cameron, like, literally, not front row, but it's a tiny theater, but second row in this tiny theater. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's in the middle of singing a song. My mom calls me, and my cell phone goes off. No, 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 no. I thought I checked. Uh-huh. I'm usually really careful about that. Is your ringtone like the generic Apple iPhone? It is the generic Apple one, right? Okay. At least that's okay. She stops the show. <gasps> and she uh-huh. goes, Joe. <gasps> no, she knows it's you. Yes. No. Well, Mike, no. I'm 10 feet from her. She goes, Joe, no. turn your cell phone off. And oh I'm like, God, you I'm know, so obviously, like, I hear it. You know, it buzzes before you ring it, but of course, at that yeah, moment, it takes it, twenty seconds. It seems like thirty seconds. It seems like a lifetime before I can turn it off, right? Yeah. But I turn it off, and she stops the entire show, and then she goes, "Thank you, Joe," and then continues singing her song. I was mortified, right? Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, mortified. I was in a real quick to interrupt. I was in a one woman show once. No, let me rephrase. I was in the audience of a one woman show once, and. Um, it was this touring show that is kind of a thing, but this woman is like a stewardess. She was a stewardess for like 40 years, and now she wrote a woman show about it, and it's awful. And um, during the show, it was an awful, awful production of this show. And she, uh, during it, it's a small-ish theater. Someone gets up in the middle of it and is like, done, a man and a woman. And as they're leaving, they're like, right by the exit but like you have to go under the seats kind of like a a normal movie theater Mm -hmm. so they can't see us anymore we can't see them anymore but she saw them get up and leave (gasps) and and then the woman wait the woman of the couple says to the man that was awful (gasps) everyone in the theater could hear it the woman on stage could hear it and she kind of like you saw like her kind of do some side eye and like bite her lower lip a little bit and then just like move on. Uh, <sighs> One person shows are really tough, especially in a small theater. You almost want a large theater so you can't see everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was rough. Did you talk to her after the show and like apologize? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw her afterward and I told her like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And she was actually cool about it. I think she thought it, it like, added to the show. So afterwards, afterwards, Cameron and I decided to go catch the Late Show at the Groundlings, which is uh, the local really good improv group. Almost every famous Saturday Night Live person that you've heard of uh, comes out of the Groundlings, and they're a major farm for SNL. So we go there, and as we park and we're walking to the Groundlings. Um, Cameron, there's this weird building, not building, like a a storefront, like a few doors down. And Cameron goes, well, that's weird. Melrose Spa? What is that? And I go, oh, it's a gay bathhouse in West Hollywood. Okay. Why does Cameron want to go to a bathhouse with me? Wait, what? Yeah. He's not gay. No. Not gay? But does he understand what bathhouse means? Does yes. he's like, he's like, oh, I like jacuzzis. No, no, he knows what it means. He wants to see what that looks like in real life because he's never seen that. Do you think he like not in a the, like a super uber gay way, but like, do you think he wants to get cruised a little? Like, he doesn't want to like go in and like have gay sex, but he wants a gay guy to like wink at him and grab his crotch as he licks his lips or something. Uh, maybe. Like, if he did want to have gay sex, like, yeah. what, don't you think that he wouldn't go alone? He would go, I mean, 
don't you think that he would go alone? He wouldn't want to do it with you if it was like some secret itch he wanted to scratch? Yeah, but I think I, I even I think uh, even for the curiosity sake, not even for the gay sex reason, um, I think I think he really is just curious. But I think even for that reason, he wants to go with someone older who can like protect him, quote unquote, in case somebody hits on him or or anything, or, or who knows call the, the cops if they need to be yeah, called, yeah, or knows the, hand him a condom when he needs yeah. one. Um, who knows but, the hanky code? Well, here's the thing. He, he th- I think he thinks I know the ins and outs of bathhouses. I've never been to a bathhouse. Well, would I? I've never been to one either. No. How, why would I know? I'll know just as much as he does. I don't need to go to a bathhouse. I have the internet. Like I have. Like why do you? I don't really understand the reason. He saw need to do some that Fellini movie where they go to like some sort of sex club and. It was freaky. So I think he thinks it's going to be like Eyes Wide Shut or something when he goes in there. He doesn't know it's going to be a, a, a hairy old Middle Eastern man in a towel. Yeah. You know? it's All it is is like normal sex where you might get herpes and syphilis and HIV, but you might also get jock itch. Because yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know what's funny everywhere. is – so we already – we've talked about it. He wanted to go that night, but I was like, no, 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 no. Right? But I think we've planned it out for um, – so he's going to go – You're going to the... go? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I just could see you saying I would never go. No, I'll go. I'll see what's going on there. Okay. So we're going to You do... have to get naked. You know that, right? No, I went on Yelp. You don't have to. At this but one, at have... least. You can oh, wear, okay. like, swim shorts and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> I have, like, scoop – not scuba gear. What's that little, like, the tube, the, the snorkel gear and, like, big goggles? <laughs> An old-timey bathing suit that, like, covers your long sleeves. Like long Fred Mertz sleeves. or something. And I have, like, one yeah. of those big, like, <laughs> inner tubes around me. By the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful sea. Wouldn't it be worse if they thought I had an inner tube on? They're like, oh, you even have an inner <laughs> – you even have an inner tube on. And I'm like, No. I don't. No, so we're – okay, so you know um, friend of the show Daniel Brewer is coming to town in November and we're going to the Magic Castle. Well, Cameron's going to come with. And you'll go to the bathhouse after? Before. he want, For some reason, Cameron wants to go during the day. So we'll go, we'll go before and then we'll go he to the Magic. He doesn't know the freaky stuff happens at night. That's what I think. He thinks it will be freakier during the day. So that is what's going on. Cameron always providing uh, material for the show. That's what I love him. <laughs> um, Joe, have you, you – Oh, wait, wait, really quickly. When I was on the Yelp page for um, the uh, for Melrose Spa, they said – and maybe the listeners can help me here because I don't know what this is. So they said that they have uh, glory holes there. Okay, everyone knows what that is, right? Everyone. For those of you – yeah, well, those of you who don't know, it's a – yeah. A wall with holes in it where you can stick your penis through and someone on the other side. Do you think your mom knows what a glory hole is? No. If you said, no, mom, what's no, a glory hole? No, what would think, she think it is? Like something at church where they put the communion in. So <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, so they go, they have glory holes. And, they, and then they said they also have a suck pit. Suck pit? And I, and I Googled it. And I can't find what a suck pit is. So if anybody out there in the Pride 48 universe or podcasting universe knows what a suck pit is, uh, could you please let us know? Because I have no Steamworks, idea what it is. Up here by me, Steamworks has a stuck suck pit, I oh. see. What is it, though? What do you think it could be? When you Google image search it, it proves nothing. I have no idea. Because I'm even trying to think, like, just logically what it could be. Yeah, like, is it... Here's what I think. Okay. And I could be totally wrong. I'm thinking sure. like a mosh pit. So it's like a place where everyone goes and just everyone sucks each other. Oh, you know what? No. What if it's like this? What if like a mosh pit? Like you're right. And then there's like a, a observation area above. So if, if you, you want to get a, if you want to go. Yeah. Because people can watch or you could go and get blown and blow. Oh, well, somebody out there will inform us. Um, What is going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? So you've talked about Reddit before. I know you're a big Reddit user. Um, I'm a Redditor as well. I like Reddit. So the social news site Reddit, if you're not familiar, it's at reddit.com. Check it out. But they, uh, for the longest time, have had a lot of their workforce working remotely. Um, that's been just kind of a normal part of the way they do business. Well, they just announced this week that uh, by the end of the year, they want all of their remote workforce to relocate to San Francisco. 
and they're saying that this the CEO tweeted that this is because he thinks it'll promote optimal teamwork and that their goal is to retain 100% of the team, but everyone has to move here by the end of the year. It sounds like just such a weird thing to do if, like, I don't know, like your kids are in school somewhere, you're, you thought you had this. I don't know. It feels weird, doesn't it? Uh, this has been a big controversy on Reddit. It's come up. Different people have for, who work for the company or used to work for the company have done AMAs. For those of you who aren't on Reddit, that means Ask Me Anything, where you can go on there and people can ask you questions and you can answer them. And uh, it's actually even weirder because they have they actually have an off well they okay it makes sense that they have an office in New York okay but they also have an office like in Salt Lake City or somewhere random and those offices are being shuttered and all those people have to move to the Bay Area so it's not even just remote people it's like offices they're consolidating uh, so everyone. it all. Mm-hmm. They're according to this article I read the company's offering a generous relocation package. And three months severance for anybody who can't make the move by the end of the year, which I guess that is nice. Um, but it's still really weird. Like, if you've lived in a place your whole life and have no desire to leave for your job to just say, get up, let's go now. But I don't know. What what would you do if your job, <laughs> your job, if your job said right now, pack up, move by the end of the year to San Francisco? What would Would you just do it? We're talking specifically San Francisco or just another city? Um, Specifically San Francisco because San Francisco comes with its own problems. Like to rent a place here, you're out 5000 bucks a month if you have a family. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that's like, one of the things. Like San Francisco itself, yeah, I would love to. But are they going to pay me enough to actually live in San Francisco? One. Two, um, you're right. San Francisco does have its own set of problems. What if I don't want to live in San Francisco? Uh, I actually think I would look for another job. If I were really, well, I live here now, so that's kind of a non-issue. But like, if I were the type of person that was like thinking I'm going to be in tech for a long period of my life, I might take a relocation here and then start job searching once I get here. Just to say fuck you to Reddit. It's funny that you say that because I was actually thinking right when you were talking about, you know, but if you're going to work in for reddit and the tech industry i mean you really should be in the silicon valley you really should be in the bay right. area it's sort of like that's saying like, like if you're a tv writer and they're like okay you have to move to la we're gonna produce like, your yeah, show man. yeah we're yeah. gonna produce your show but you gotta move out here to la so we can you can write on it and he's like no i'm gonna stay out here in uh Reconcoma, new york <laughs> poughkeepsie yeah i'm gonna stay out here in <laughs> schenectady <laughs> i'm gonna stay here and live here I need to be really close to the world's largest ball of twine. Yeah. Just, you know, adds comfort. I need to be here in Buffalo, New York, center of show business. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> You're awful. Um, what's up in L.A.? Any good news stories you want to talk about? Yes. A pit bull owner was sentenced from to 15 years to life because his pit bulls killed a woman, a man by the name of Alex Donald Jackson, 31 years old, was convicted of second-degree murder of Pamela DeWitt. She was 63. She was walking alone in front of his house. She had no cell phone on her, and his pit bulls jumped over the fence. Was Oh, he wasn't there? I don't know if he was there. They don't say, but they attacked her, and it because she had no phone or anything that, like, she was actually on the ground for a long time, and they bit her over 150 times. Oh, my God. And uh, she died from the injuries. Um, what's funny is he was originally arrested when the cops showed up. Uh, they didn't know who, what dogs attacked um, her. And they were looking for the dogs. And when they went through his property, they found uh, a marijuana operation. So that's why he was originally there. What it turns out was the dogs were there to protect said marijuana operation. Um, and so I guess the the dogs were there to protect it and guard it, and they killed this woman. But the, the reason he was convicted, the reason it's second-degree murder, is because 
he had been warned. There had been problems. There had been complaints from the city that the dogs were really dangerous. Neighbors had complained over seven times. People had offered to help him build a fence and to even pay for it. Oh, okay. And he ignored it. And so the reasoning is, if you know your dogs are, if you yeah. know you have a danger and you willfully ignore it, and you know they could cause harm to someone, then through your negligence, you're right. responsible for that death. That sheds a little bit of light. Because at first I was like, dude, that, min- that many years for just having a shitty fence? Do you know what I mean? Like, seems kind of crazy. But this is, I mean, this, it gets, it makes me so angry when people say it, but, like, the McDonald's coffee being too hot, and people are like, well, it's fucking coffee, what do you expect? But that woman got so much money about her McDonald's coffee for that reason, because McDonald's had been told repeatedly that their lids are faulty, and you can't serve hot liquids in it. And then when this woman received burns because of the shitty lids, McDonald's should – it should hurt McDonald's somehow, right? Well, that case so, is very interesting too because, one, she was actually only asking originally just for her medical bills to be covered. And McDonald's was like, fuck you. Right. She actually didn't ask for that much money. The jury awarded her that money. But also right. if you see the burns from uh, what she got, it's really bad. It's not like, oh, I got a sunburn. It's like really, really, really bad. And it, at a at a certain point, if you're trying to hurt a company like McDonald's, her medical bill, the cost of her medical bills, isn't even going to put. It's not a drop in their no. It was like, profits, it's a right? really small amount what she was looking for. It wasn't really that big. Yeah. So I, I guess that makes sense why he got so many years. I feel really bad that this woman died. Would you ever own an um, uh, animal? Like, would you ever own a dog or anything? Yeah, I love dogs and I want a dog. Um, we have a dog in this house that I oh you do don't, I don't get along with yeah. So oh, you don't. Have, oh, you don't get along with the dog. Nobody does. She's like really old. She does her own thing. She doesn't like people. Um, she's gross. So, are you describing I, me or the dog? Seriously, doesn't get along with people. Can't can't run up and down the stairs. <laughs> she <laughs> she she's so just so gross. Um, so I can't have a dog here because she's like very territorial. She's she's like fifteen years old. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, I would have a dog. I, I feel bad. I know there's pit bull owners that are like, um, super defensive when people talk about vicious uh, pit bulls. My friend Shannon owns a pit bull, and she it's a probably a great dog. But there, it's true that there are more pit bull attacks than other dogs, right? Yeah, you know, and the, all of these pit bull owners, and I guess I should just talk about Shannon. Is kind of like they're kind of like um. Uh, those parents who just make up excuses for their kids. Cause I've seen her with the dog and the dog like, um, will like be rough with a, another dog or with a, a person or a child. And she'll be like, well, you know, that person, she'll have like a million excuses of what that person was doing. Like my dog's really friendly, but X, Y, Z, this happened. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. Every single yeah. person. Um, I, I feel bad that pit bulls do that, but like, this man too probably was training the dogs to be aggressive. If he had them, yeah, he they were guarding, guarding his, his weed stash. Weed. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I feel bad, and it just sucks that the this woman died. I doubt that the guy feels good about it. Yeah, they I mean? actually mentioned that in the article. That the the defense lawyer. I guess they originally wanted to get twenty five years to life, but the defense lawyer was talking about how this guy felt really badly. That wasn't his intent, and he feels horrible. Right. He just wanted to grow a little weed. Yeah. Maybe he needs some weed now to get over it. So uh, what else is going on in the good old Bay Area, Mike Lawson? So I'm wondering what you think of this. There's this new restaurant concept that's opening up here. I think it's like um, coming soon. They just announced it. But basically, it's a new restaurant concept. It's not a pop-up or like uh, organically grown food or any no craft cocktails that take 20 minutes to make and um, cost a million bucks. But... It's close. It's this new restaurant that's in, been influenced by like um, Iron Chef, sort of. So the concept is it was put together by a restaurant uh, guy and a filmmaker. They got came together and they're doing this Iron Chef type restaurant. Uh, it's called Rival, where two um, chefs basically duel in a kitchen arena. And both chefs will create a multi-course dinner that's going to be served. And then the audience members are seated around the chefs. And there's, like, cameras watching them and everything. And 
Um, I'm curious, would you eat at a place like this? It's going to open in the spring uh, up here in San Francisco. Well, look, it's just like a, a food version of medieval times or something like that. It, or even like a more dramatic version of like Benihana or something. Right? Yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting to me because uh, that's an interesting, fun, like touristy fun with food kind of concept and very interesting to see how it works out. But, you know, the way a restaurant works, you know, and even the show, even the way the show works, you know, they're essentially really making, I think it actually turns out to be like three or four dishes. One is for, you know, whatever for the judges and then some for the camera, right? That they yeah. do glamour shots for. And Not, You ahead. don't mean three or four dishes. You mean three or four plates of one dish. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like I think what you're I think what you're watching them make doesn't go to the judges. I think what you're watching them make is for the camera and the camera shoots it. And then the judges get they get time afterwards to plate food for the judges, I think. I think in the in actual TV world the way it works. Anyway, the point is you would need a whole line, a whole restaurant staff to produce the same meal for the people in the audience. So how would they manage that? Yeah, I don't they don't really say that, but they do plan on turning the, turning this into some sort of like network. So they're thinking like New York, Vegas, LA, and Chicago. And then once this network has launched, chef there will be like brackets and like when chefs win, they're gonna travel to different cities in the circuit and kind of like do these rival dinners. They're also thinking of streaming the events online so you can like watch the chefs in action before here's my next question obviously you're going to use local chefs but then why would a local chef show up to help someone else's restaurant yeah maybe there's a incentive for them i don't know the chef alumni that they the top chef alumni that they have so far all hot hot ones hot top chef oh really yeah so maybe they'll do it now here's my next question is let's say you're joe q public and you go to this restaurant right and yeah. you show up, and they're like, today's special ingredient, octopus. Oh, yeah, snails. Yeah. Right? And you're like, ugh. Right? right? They would have to make it, like, a little more accessible, right? Yeah. Because they for, – Especially for I, Americans. It'd be like, your yeah. special ingredient, chicken strips. They can't, <laughs> they can't have anything more exciting than what's on, like, TGI Friday's menu. Yeah. Your special ingredient. Bacon! You don't have to be something like that. Yeah. Potato skin. Yeah. It had to be like something really, really... Co- like, yes. The the picky eaters I know... Like, my dad won't eat anything that's white. Wait, ever? No. Bread, rice, pasta? Well, I guess he'll eat bread. He won't eat any kind of white sauce. Okay. He won't eat bologna sandwiches because they remind him of being poor. Sure. He won't eat chicken noodle soup because it reminds him of being sick, maybe? There's all these, like, weird – he's super, super picky. And, like, so he can't go to that restaurant. Well, he can't go to, like, many restaurants. No, he he can go to – sadly, he can go to most restaurants. But he can't go to somewhere where they tell you what you're going to eat. No, he, he would, but he wouldn't want to go. My dad would only – I think the fanciest restaurant my dad would go to, and I'm not even lying, is Cheesecake Factory. I think to my dad, Cheesecake huh. Factory is, like – uh, you know, Jean Georges, you know, <laughs> yeah. He and that's to him is like you know that's uh the the French Laundry to him is uh, um, BJ's Pizza. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pastries so. at Starbucks are like. My dad would never fancy. go to Starbucks. No. Wait, really? No. Oh, my dad will do Starbucks. He, my dad's not picky, but he's not adventurous. Oh no. Um, and he's also like. All meat and a little bit of vegetable. Oh yeah, my dad. Uh, my dad knows one vegetable: French fries. That's the only <laughs> vegetable my dad knows. French fries are vegan if you do them right. I know. So is chips yeah. and guac. I learned that when I was vegan as well. <laughs> what else in LA? What else is happening? A t- all your stories are so happy. A transgender woman was murdered in Hollywood. A forty-seven-year-old Anaya Parker, who went by the name Asia was walking down the street in East Hollywood, which is kind of a rough area, actually, when um, three to four men approached her, because this was caught on video, like security video. They approached her, and something the video doesn't have sound, but there was some sort of scuffle, and she landed up being shot in the head. And uh, they 
think it was a botched robbery, even though they didn't take anything. Because it seems based on what was described that it was a botched robbery and then they got freaked out that she died. And so they took off. But uh, the the police are obviously looking for those suspects. Um, but uh, my question to you is, because, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is, here's my question. if Especially if the police think it was a robbery, if they have no inkling whatsoever to believe that it was uh, a hate crime, why is it important that she was transgender? Oh, that's a good question. Like, why can't it just be that a woman was shot? Well, maybe that's the problem is if the police report it as a dra- transgendered person. Like, the police I figured are... it out. Oh. But so go wait, ahead. Why do I, I just why figured I it out. Right, I just figured it out right now. But go ahead. I'm saying, like, maybe the police are reporting, like, a male dressed as a certain way. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, in the fir- I had to look for an updated for the story. The first article I read, they hadn't identified the victim yet. So maybe they were hoping people would be like, oh, this they, they, maybe people who knew her oh, yeah. would know, like, oh, my God, that's Asia, you know? Yeah. Um, and then in subsequent stories, and they were just like, all right, it's too late. And often, look, the news is sensational, so they're going to want to say a transgendered person was uh, murdered. Yeah, but what I wonder what the AP like style guide says for transgender. Like that's a term that's changing. Like what do you how do you reference somebody who's living? Do you know what I mean? Like that's really difficult. I, I agree. Know. And it's really sad that she was murdered. So, you can uh, I'm just googling around media reference from Glad. You would the proper term would be transgender man or transgender woman. Um, just so you know. So transgender women and men are not cross dressers or drag queens. So maybe yeah, maybe they did follow the guidelines. Maybe because I know I know actually this is where it gets controversial. There are some transgendered women and maybe transgendered men. There are some transgender people who don't want to be identified as women. They they feel that they're a different gender altogether. And we haven't come up with a name for that yet. So maybe they would prefer to be referred to as a transgendered woman or a transgendered man. Right. And there's a certain amount, like in news reporting, like if I were transgender but I preferred the term transsexual, transsexual, which is like a little bit antiquated and not really used anymore, you don't really have preference. So like if I'm an African-American person that prefers to be called black, do you know what I mean? Like you're not going to change based on the preference of the person especially if they're dead but like yeah you can't do you know you can't do that you just kind of go with what the style guide says yeah right so interesting so it won't it's not a hate crime you're thinking it's just well the police are saying the police are saying they have no evidence to believe it's a hate crime yeah that's awful yeah um wait let's leave the show on that story joe god Uh, do you have anything really fun going on this week at all? Um, well, first of all, uh, ne- uh, on Friday, my friend Shannon got married in the Bay Area a couple of weeks ago. And so they're having a wedding party uh, for the wedding on Friday. And it's going to be in, in L.A. In Malibu, yeah. And they're going to have food trucks. And because her husband now, I guess he's her husband, yeah works in the entertainment business and music it's going to be like basically like a concert for six hours of different musicians i don't know we'll see what happens you have to be there for six hours or no yes mike i'm thrilled to go to this for six hours uh, wait do you really ha- it's like a show up at this time and well like they're saying they're saying you can show up in and out at whatever time you want that's more open house style you can stay for the six hours but you could also come late because it's at a weird it's on friday at 2 p.m oh because you bitches don't have jobs. I, I know. It's clearly where it's coming from. So, um, because then my cousin Richard's invited, and he's like, yeah, my, oh, cool. he, I told him he could go late, and he's taking a half day off work. Well, he probably wants to. Yeah, he wants to be there early. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're looking uh, for... Unlike you, obviously. <laughs> 
This is a good transition into uh, this Wednesday, October 8th, 2014. We're doing a live episode of Catching Up After Dark at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Pride48.com or TuneIn Radio. So from 9 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific, Mike and I will be doing a live episode of Catching Up After Dark. Okay? At 7 p.m. or so... Joey Boohecker from the co- from the podcast Cocktails and Cream Puffs will join us for what we're going to call this segment Shade of the Station. And let me tell you to people who listen to the show, if you're a fan of Catching Up but you don't really listen to other Pride 48 shows, you probably just want to listen from uh, the first hour. But if you're in Pride 48, you might want to listen to both hours because uh, Shade of the Station is going to be very specific to Pride 48 Network and uh, Shade will be thrown. I think I'll tell a lot of stories about Vegas is probably what I'll end up doing. Yeah, and I tell the stories that I don't like being permanently recorded. And Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll happen on Catching Up After Dark, which I have some stories for that too. Um, but uh, other than that, um, also, Mike Lawson, we got an email, right? From... Can I tell you what I'm going to do this week or Oh yeah. <laughs> you Oh, that's right. You do this show too. Yeah. What do you, Okay, wait. Let's do I this. feel like I'm on um Homeo and Juliet with you <laughs> and Melissa uh, Melissa McQueen and you're just going to take over. <laughs> Mike, what do you got going on next week? <laughs> Nothing. Actually, that's what's sad about it. I I have a lot of TV to watch. I'm like so much new TV, all the new seasons and stuff. Plus, also, um, Steve and I are watching season six of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. So, um, this is the Courtney Act. Yeah. Courtney Act um, and a few others uh, season. Oh, Darian also- Lake. Remember remember when, um, in, a, in a past episode, uh, Donna Sugars from the, from the same podcast, Cocktails and Cream Puffs, uh, was at Darian Lake, and we... I said, oh, that's the name of a drag queen on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I'm also really busy with work. Um, Celeste, from uh, she lives out in Rochester. Um, she's going to be in the Bay Area, so I'm going to see her on Thursday. And I'm also doing ramen and a movie tomorrow. I'm going to see the Guardians of the Galaxy because I'm like three weeks behind the rest of the world. I'm going to tell you something. It's a good movie. I've heard really good things. I just haven't been able to really see movie. I've been so busy. So, um, yeah. All right. So you got an email. I got an email. email Yeah, I got an email from somebody named Ethan Dunn, and he want he wanted. I have something to say about this. He said it would make his girlfriend Katie Fox. It would make her year if you and I gave her a shout out. But here's the thing. And this is where Ethan went wrong, because I was the one who responded to the email and saw the email first. Is he said, she's been a fan of your shows, which means she's really a Mike Lawson fan. Oh, because it's plural. But maybe he doesn't listen, so he meant like multiple episodes would be shows. You no, get me? she probably listens to this what some would call lies. Good. So I, I think so. you should. I'll give her a shout out too, but you should probably give Katie a shout out. I think she's more of a Mike Law. She's this person that talking to you would be like talking to a celebrity. <laughs> You're stupid, um, Katie. Thank you for listening, um, Ethan. Thank you for emailing. All of that is nice. Now, as I was t- before we recorded, I told Mike, I told him that I Facebook stalked uh, Katie, who, by the way, oh here's here's more evidence that she's a fan of yours and not mine. She's friends with you on Facebook, not friends with me. Okay? So she's a Mike Lawson fan. Let's just get this What's straight. her name? Katie. What Did we say the last name? Yeah, Katie Fox. F-A-W-K-E-S. Oh, yeah. We are friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends with you. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, yeah. She's really pretty. I'm going to tell you something. So then I looked up this Ethan Dunn. Right? Yeah. He's hot. L- look him up. I don't think he's your style. I know you're going to be nice and say that he is because you're nice. But I know you're your type, and he's not your type. But he's definitely Joe's type. Um, oh, he's cute. What are you talking about, Joe? Whatever. Joe, he's cute. I know he. I'm telling you, I think he's cute. I'm saying you wouldn't think he's cute. Oh wait, he's mostly cute. <laughs> he's. So Katie, what? Um, 
but Mike is saying that you're too hot for your boyfriend. So you should just dump him and send him to me. Because I <laughs> and he has a hot name. Ethan Dunn is a hot. That is name. a really hot like, name. Yeah, yeah. Like this is how I imagine he talks to you based on the picture. Like, yeah, what up, Ethan? Ethan. I don't like that, Joe. You. What? Up? What, I... don't you, what don't you like about it, bra? <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> um, Ethan Dunn, though. If I this is why I couldn't do like collections on the phone or like something like that because when i call ethan dunn i would be so nice to him because it sounds like a hot name yeah it does. i love how he emailed us for a, a shout out to for katie and we <laughs> all spent... we did was talk about him <laughs> <laughs> what we're so we're such gay men man i'm telling you we're such gay men well uh, katie looks really nice i will say this there's more information on ethan's facebook page katie has pretty much everything on well you're friends with her so you would know more information i can't see anything oh see i can see everything yeah i'll tell you this he's a big fan of that movie uh ethan is grandma's boy grandma's boy i don't know that movie yeah it it, is uh, that the go ahead that's not the Barbara Streisand, Seth Rogen movie, is it? No, no, no. It's a comedy starring, um, uh, most notably, uh, comedian Nick Swartzen. Mm. So. Comedian, right? Yeah. That's Well, he <laughs> puts the cum in comedian. <laughs> he put the cum in a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a fat, gross comedian. Um, okay, well, um, Katie, Katie, thank you for listening. Katie, here's a shout out. Thanks for providing more content. We, we, we're we're so long on this episode, and we're even providing you you provided us with even more content. Thank you so much for listening. I think I know how we know Ke- Katie. By the way, oh, you do? Well, I don't know her. She's not friends with me. She's friends with you. Um. Okay. Cool. Um. Thanks for listening, everybody. Nice catching up with you, Joe. Go to hell, Katie. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.